Hello everyone and welcome to MIT Designering Series, a weekly podcast where we feature leading professionals from the domains of design, technology, business and innovation. We talk to them about their experience, views on the latest industry trends, designering and a lot more. You can connect with us on our Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter handles to get regular updates regarding our new episodes. And without further ado, let's start with your show. As a team leader in the ever-changing world of design and marketing, evolving with the market's needs, users and other stakeholders is crucial. One needs to gain a deep understanding of the problem from the user's perspective and have the ability to adopt to their dynamic demands. Furthermore, leaders need to lead a team of designers, each with a different outlook towards the problem, to create innovative products that can efficiently solve the problem. So how can designers adopt a more open mindset and evolve with progressing times to develop effective products for the dynamic world? To learn more about this concept and many more related topics, we bring to you someone with over three decades of experience in design and marketing and currently working as Chief Design and Packaging at IPC Limited, Ashwini Kumar. From sales and marketing to product development focused on design and packaging to design leadership, he has changed several product categories. He holds expertise in packaging, brand management, business strategy, product development, and a lot more. And that's why on our journey of discovering designering, we talk to him about enduring emotions in brand strategy. And hey, don't forget to tune in to our monthly special segment where we are hosting a startup design studio, Wolfcraft, this month. Hello, Ashwini. Welcome to MIT Designering Series. It's an honor and pleasure to host you on our show today. Well, pleasure is all mine, Rohit. I'm looking forward to this podcast. Thanks for inviting me over. Hey, Ashwini, as my icebreaker question, here is my first one to you. You've been actively writing about branding, marketing on your LinkedIn posts. And I've seen some of them and they've been brilliant. While we all started with the conventional four P's of marketing that I remember, product, price, promotion, and place. The recent acts, like the one you mentioned about Ronaldo changing Coca-Cola bottles, demonstrated that those four P's have dramatically changed. In fact, the current four P's stand for people, purpose, participation, and populace, according to me. What's your view on this transition that has happened? Well, Rohit, you're so right. These new words have come in into our life. Um, and a lot of change has happened around us. People are behaving differently. People are shopping differently. People are engaging differently. And hence, we have to understand people, their participation, and what really ticks them. But to me, the four Ps are fundamental and foundational, and they will change. They will stay for uh, for uh, for a time to come and help us in our marketing efforts. But let me tell you one thing. Take, for example, the recent study that has 
been found that people are shopping at all times of the day. Some people are shopping at weird hours at 2 a.m. in the morning. Then how does one position a brand? How do we advertise our brand? So it's important to understand people. It's important to understand their habits. It's important to understand what ticks them. And of course, gone are the days where you can create a company where there is no clear purpose. Take our own, take our very own big basket and take Airbnb. How they redefined the way we experience our holidays. How they redefined the way we do grocery shopping. Take Farm Easy, take 1MG. Did we ever think we'll be talking to a doctor online? So of course. Purpose is extremely important. But let me tell you, a recent example, Xiaomi has become number two globally in smartphones, but for them, pricing strategy was a key thing. So that P of four Ps did come handy and important for them. So Rohit, it will have to be the best of both without working with your four Ps of conventional marketing and just focusing on what these modern technologies are. I don't think so you'll go much. You need to have both working for you. Wow, well said, Ashwini. And I think uh, what you've just uh, spoken about also sets the kind of context uh, for the conversation that we're going to do today. In fact, Ashwini, having an experience of nearly three decades in the design industry, from being into sales and marketing, your career path took a turn into product development with packaging as a focus area. In fact, this role further evolved into design leadership and as a design mentor too. You'd love to hear about your professional journey. How did how did this all happen? Oh, it's extremely interesting. Um, when I joined from the campus, I joined into international marketing. And uh, I was very excited about it because the charm of traveling abroad and seeing places was coming along with it. And then I moved into domestic sales. And then I started selling packaging. And I started meeting lots and lots of customers, lots of traveling, having a great time. But somewhere within me, there was this need of doing something more, something that really would you know uh, make me feel very very happy uh, very very uh, should i say uh, satisfied uh, that search was there within me and then one day i got a message from my ceo and he said can you move to product development for just two years i took it up i did not know what it was all about but i took it up and I moved on. It was just for two years. But when I came here and I started working and getting into it, I started enjoying it so very much. I started building upon things. I started changing things. I started putting all the effort that is required. And then the people here wanted me to stay back. And then I continued over here. Slowly and steadily from what I was doing, I started redefining it. I started bringing design into it in a big way. I started bringing thinking about design in a much deeper way than what we were doing earlier. I actually redefined my role. And then from being a packaging, we became design and packaging. 
from being just you know doing artworking and prototyping we started going to the higher order of strategy how strategy can be used for the brand it was indeed totally redefining what i was doing and how i was doing and then started coming the global recognition people started calling me to speak at various forums you won't believe i never went to a design school i never studied design but here i was talking about design here i was telling people about design experiences i must say rohit this universe that's the theory that ultimately universe directs you to where you are or where you should be happened with me i'm a living example wow incredible ashwini in fact your journey is an example of how this universe brings you to a place where you can make your finest contribution and you you've had that opportunity in fact you have never attended a design school and nor formally studied design what were the challenges you faced as you traversed it and how did the transition transform your mindset i think there were couple of challenges one was for people to accept design as a word you know design was seen as you know okay some colors uh, something to do which is nice but design as a thought design as a principle was not really in people's mind so that had to be brought in that foundation had to be brought in so that was my biggest challenge how to make people really believe in design the other thing is rohit is the challenge of subjectivity when you work with design there's so much of subjectivity there's so many people involved in what you are doing and everybody has a viewpoint and then what happens is that you have to still work with it and still find ways and solutions some may get upset with you some may feel happy about it but you have to keep your path moving on you have to keep going on go moving ahead and i think those were some of those challenges that i faced and i did overcome i must say hey did you know itc's agri business division has launched e chapal a more efficient supply chain aimed at delivering value to its customers worldwide on a sustainable basis the e chapal model has been specifically designed to tackle the challenges posed by the unique features of indian agriculture characterized by fragmented markets weak infrastructure and the involvement of numerous intermediaries among others wow ashwini this must have been an incredible experience i'm sure and while continuing about your journey and the world of design in the process of finding the challenges every designer ashwini builds a knowledge base that drives their work it influences their design decisions determines and sets the parameters of the product successes as well in fact <clears throat> it is about developing a common language for the entire team to use when discussing project design however when you conduct further investigation you may discover that the problem is not the actual problem in that scenario what i wish to know from you ashwini how can we designers deal with it and quickly shift the gears to the real problem 
Rohit, it is all about being flexible. You know, um, let me tell you about this experience we had. Uh, there was a project that we were working on and we did tremendous amount of work. I mean, we went out of the way in creating some amazing concepts, prototypes, innovation, ideas, thoughts. We worked like crazy and we, we had put in so much of effort. We never thought for a moment that we were not on the right track. We believed in our work. My team and we and me, we were all the time, you know, for days and weeks at the project and trying to get the best for that brief at hand. And you won't believe what happened. The moment the presentation started and the very first sentence threw us off. We realized that there was something wrong in what we had done and what was expected. So for a moment, it was like an earthquake under our feet, but we became steady. We started listening to what was being said. We started understanding to what was being commented upon. And then we started appreciating what was being said. We came out of the meeting much enlightened. And though a lot of work had got wasted, but ultimately we realized it is for the good. So let me tell you, we shouldn't get too uh, bogged down by, uh, you know, something not happening right or something not going the way we had thought about it. We have to move on. Stop shedding those tears and get on with it. I think that is what is important. And for that, you have to be flexible. Rigidity does not pay, Rohit. Absolutely, Ashwini. And um, uh, I completely agree with you. In fact, I've faced this um, in my experience. And in today's dynamic world, you need to be flexible enough to change the gears and uh, move. I mean, <clears throat> who had thought about um, the world of marketing, the world of communication changing so dynamically with um, the introduction of Google, Facebook, Instagram now, voice commerce soon, and so many things that, that the world is changing. I, I'm absolutely in agreement with you. And while I received your inputs on, on, on that, let's change our gear towards the world of design. Design is all about inspirations and further evolving the machinery. As a designer, inspiration is just your fuel. Finding inspiration is not a process that has to be followed and every designer has a different approach to it as well. In this world where everything is available on the internet, Ashwini, how can we designers open our mindsets and find inspiration? I think for inspiration, the leader plays a very important role. The leader has to inspire the leader has to bring inspiration to whatever work is being done. While each person in the team adds to that little bit, but ultimately the leader has a very major role in bringing in inspiration. But as you rightly said today, a lot is available on the internet and you, know, um, you don't know whether you are going to come out with something that's 
absolutely unique. You know, Rohit, what I do is whenever I travel, I keep taking lots and lots of pictures, pictures of anything. It could be just one sentence written somewhere. It could be, it could be just anything that I'm seeing and observing. And I keep on those pictures. And sometimes when I go through those pictures um, while working on a project, and I suddenly find an inspiration. I suddenly find uh, something over there that I can use and build into my project. Or I can share with my team and say, okay, let's do it this way. You know, Rohit, each person can devise their own methodology, own way of inspiring others, or bring, bringing in thoughts to add value, to richness to the entire work. So as you rightly said, it's not as if, you know, one day you'll just wake up and you'll have the inspiration. Yes, it may happen sometimes that you may wake up and you may get some idea and thought. In fact, it does help to sleep with your project. Keep thinking about it. Sleep over it, as they say. And very often, uh, you do get thoughts and ideas. But like I do, I have figured out for myself a way of getting inspiration into my kitty. A lot of the designers can do that. And it really, really helps. Wow. Interesting and well said again, Ashwini. In fact, the field of design, Ashwini, has progressed in leaps and bounds as well at the same time. It might be hard to manage a team of designers and guarantee that they all work towards the same goal. You don't want to build a more complex product than the actual problem that the consumers have, Ashwini. All the stakeholders engaged in the product development process must be involved to attain this goal, which is also a challenge in itself. What I wish to know from you is what do you find the most challenging about creating designs while managing large teams or securing stakeholders' approval? You know, <clears throat> I think the biggest challenge is ensuring that the brief doesn't change. When you start a work, you have a thought and an idea. And then while you're working on the project and your team is totally into it, then suddenly, you know, people who are working on the briefs or strategies, they start thinking something else. Then they want to add something else. And then the course changes. Then what you are doing is start looking at, looking, looking at it differently. So I feel that whatever you want to do, whatever discussions you want to have, whatever researches you want to do, do it before you carve out that brief for yourself. And once you have carved out that brief, let it be cast in stone. Let it not change. I think that is extremely critical. How do you ensure that you don't make people change their minds? Because they can say, oh, come on, I do have a right to make a change. It is needed. We are dynamic. We need to make a change. And then what happens? You have to accept that. You have to move on. Because then if you don't want to change, you will then become like a block and you won't be able to carry on the work. At that time, you have to ask for new timelines, new budgets. You have to say openly that, look, now 
the brief is changing. So it means that we need to do new set of work. It means that we will new, we will require new set of budgets. And you must be very open about it. I think these are important principles, Rohit, when it comes to working in the area of design, where there's so many stakeholders and so many people involved. Couldn't agree more uh, to what you just said, Ashwini. And um, absolutely important to ensure that all the stakeholders are on the same page so that, you know, uh, we, we are able to successfully achieve the goal that we're working towards. And while we've been talking about this, let's also talk about another area of your expertise, product packaging. In fact, it is the first connection between a customer and a product. And often, it's the first experience they will have with the brand as well. It's important to spark and stir up emotions of excitement, joy, delight, and, 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 and amazement. How can designers create packaging, Ashwini, that instantly connects with the customers to drive brand awareness and recognition? I think the most important thing is keep questioning your own self and keep seeing yourself as the consumer of that brand and that packaging. What I'm saying is that if it doesn't work for you, how will it work for the consumer? You know, very recently we were working on a project where we had to create a structure in a particular size and everybody approved it. It was ready. Everything was done. And then I felt that there was some problem with it in the consumer's ability to take out the product. I immediately raised the alarm. I called in all the stakeholders. I said, look, I feel about this. What is your opinion? Do you agree with me? After all, you have spent so much of time and effort coming to this stage. Uh, so should, should we be questioning what we have done till now? And you won't believe everybody agreed to what I was saying. And then everybody was agreeable to make that change because they realized that it is for the common good. It is ultimately to ensure that it doesn't have a market failure later on. And we got on to building the new structure. And we got it right. And see the joy that it brought into people that look ultimately, we were willing to question what we had done. I think this, this questioning is extremely important. Very often we just get carried away with the project. We just say, okay, let's move on, let's do it. But we forget that ultimately you may push it out, but what if it fails outside when it goes into the market, when it goes into hands of your customers and your consumers? It's better to resolve it while it is in your territory, in your hands. And that happens by questioning your own self, by questioning what you're doing. Hey, did you know ITC was honored with the NASCON CNBC IT User Award in the Retail and Logistics category. The company has been recognized for its proactive and holistic approach to IT adoption and seamless alignment of IT with business strategy. Absolutely. 
in fact ashwini while you were talking about it i couldn't stop but think about that we are experiencing a shift in the packaging of fmcg products as well and there's been so much change that's happened over a period of time companies are looking for new sustainable packaging materials and solutions that exceed the capabilities and functionality of their current packaging i recently ordered from ikea uh, if if you see uh, how uh, colas have changed their packaging over a period of time and, and and so much more that has happened what i wish to know from you ashwini what factors do we need to keep in mind while designing packaging solutions for fmcg products and if you could also throw some light on how can we design packaging solution that facilitate recyclability and accelerate biodegradation of fmcg products as well i think it is all about setting some principles for yourself today everybody is talking about what you just mentioned but some are implementing it some are not some are implementing it very well some are impl- implementing it to certain extent but if you set some principles for yourself and say that i will work with these principles then you would obviously start to get what you really want to take for example that famous japanese architect tado ando he had the principles of social scientific and sustainable and 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 he lived with those principles let me tell you rohit if you can actually keep certain principles for yourself and your team and you live with it then there is no reason why you won't achieve don't leave those principles for being just announced in your uh, annual reports or just be shown onto your web pages feel it work with it live with it believe in it i think that is what is most important a lot of the companies do talk a lot about all those factors but when it comes to actually implementing it they take shortcuts they say that okay let's move on let's do something that we'll do this later but if your principles are saying that no we have to live with it then there's no one who can make you go away from those principles so rohit i feel each team should define some principles for themselves and live with it just like tado ando did absolutely ashwini uh, completely agree and i think all the companies that have gone out and taken some of these roads less traveled difficult paths but but towards the end it's it's uh, definitely worked for them in fact while sticking um, to 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 that thought process and and just shifting a little from the packaging part of it human beings are not patient ashwini it only requires one simple click for users to abandon a brand and in less than a minute at, at the keyboard to complain about their experiences uh to million of other people out there online what i wish to know from you ashwini 
what is the importance of emotions and brand strategy how can we accelerate brand growth through emotional connections you know i feel the most important thing is simplicity keep your communication keep your idea very simple so that it is easy to relate with do not over complicate your product so that consumers are left in disbelief you know wondering oh what is it really oh then you know because if you have too many things staying around your product and your brand you will create too many questions in consumers minds and when there are too many questions in consumers mind as you said with a click of button they just move on they may not stay with you but if your idea is simple and clear and if your communication is along those lines then there's no reason that consumers will not stay with you a lot of trends trendy words come in you know it's in fashion to use words which are popular on social media and very often we you know just kind of fit into our product strategy and our communication strategy but i think that's incorrect you have to do what really suits for yourself don't get you know hung up about oh this is very trendy let's do that because if you do that then you may actually not be able to hit on with the consumer that you are targeting so i feel being simple and true to what really you want to do is important in where we are well said ashwini and i couldn't agree more i think um, it's it's a brilliant conversation where i'm realizing of yeah. how true it actually works in in the real time per se and and an application of these things that we keep talking about and while we've been talking about all of these things ashwini i would want to bring one other element to our conversation which is the element of technology in fact to enable innovation and expand the business over time companies need to upgrade their problem solving process taking themselves out of their comfort zones by challenging assumptions and business decisions through a human centered approach the question that i have for you how can designers look beyond features functions performance and apply a user centered approach in their solution you know no matter what technology comes in i feel it's most important that whatever you do should work upon people around you for example your partner your wife your husband your girlfriend your boyfriend can you actually use them to support you to you know suppose you develop some product or an idea take it to your wife and say ah do you think this will work you won't believe rohit that i talk to my wife about so many ideas and thoughts and very often what she suggests to me i incorporate that, that and it works out much better so it is not just about technology it is about actually feeling it and experiencing it yourself yes technology is important to help you actually make the solution develop it for example prototyping now 3d printing helps you to make a prototype so quickly you know rohit earlier 
if we had to make a concept or an idea, you have to actually do the molding for it. You spend lakhs into molding, then you spend too much of time, so much of travel. But now, all you have to do is make a 3D print out of it and check it. So yes, technology helps. But to me, it has to be laced with your own experience, with your own feel and thought. And that is important. You know, Ashwini, while we've been speaking about design, packaging and other elements, yeah. I would like to ask you one of my last questions where, where we bring in the element of technology as well. Over the past 30 years, we've had the luxury of working with technologies we understand extremely well. But in the future, our challenge will be to understand this advanced technology and how do you work alongside it. The question that I have for you is how can designers explore and understand these new technologies and how can they relate to our businesses? I think the answer lies in being open and willing to accept the change. You know, um, so many people I know, they still are very uncomfortable with a smartphone. You know, they, they don't know so many features in the smartphone. And hence, they don't, they're not able to use the full advantages of the smartphone. I feel that one should be open to change. When a technology comes in, one should be able to experiment with it. A new product idea comes in, you must go and buy it and experience it. Very often, we want to just continue with what we are doing. I think this, this whole attitude of willing to experiment, you know, a new shampoo comes in, try it out. A new kind of a lampshade comes in with a new kind of a light, think if it can be used for you. Why should you just continue with the way you have been doing all this while? And I think designers should be very, very open to new technologies. And when you are open and when you accept it, then you will implement it. Then you will use it for yourself. I think that is most important. Don't have the fear. No technology is difficult. No technology is going to eat you up. I think what is important is to appreciate it, to live with it, to accept it, and to not to have a mind block. If you have a mind block, you will never touch new things. You will never touch the change. You will never try that new, you know, other day I was reading about 3D printed some meat preparation. So it's actually not, you know, uh, meat uh, as in the true sense, but it is printed out with certain vegetable proteins to give you the same experience. So it's a technological change in the way you will consume products. You get the same experience of eating your steak, but at the same time, it is not what it should be. So if you're not open to change, if you're not open to that idea, how would you really move on? To me, the principle is about being open and being able to experiment through it. Well said, Ashwini. And while I would like our conversation to continue, due to paucity of time, I'll ask you my one last question. 
at MIT group of institutions, Ashwini, we have coined the term designering, a unique combination of design and engineering. What I wish to know from you and validate, do you think both of these concepts can converge and meet on the same page and could help young designers achieve something exceptional? You're absolutely right. Both have to work. If you do not have engineering combined with design, you will get no solution. In fact, you won't believe in most of the companies. Uh, You cannot progress till you have both the teams working in tandem. So you have to have your idea, your thought, your concept, your creativity going. At the same time, you have to find engineering solutions to make it happen, to make it convertible, to make it manufacturable, especially when you're talking about bulk, large quantities. So both have to work. Both have to be together. You know, if the designers remain in their space and say that, no, what we have created, and yes, that exactly you please do, and we have to do exactly like that, I don't think so it will happen. You have to be able to be able to accept that little change that comes in with the engineering. Because when you have to manufacture for Mars, when you have to take it to a large manufacturing setup, what you have really thought of may not be workable. So then a new drawing comes in, a little bit of change comes in here and there, and then you have to accept that change. But just remember one thing. Don't let your concept get diluted completely. Let the two together come out with a superior solution. And let me tell you, it happens. It works. But if you're rigid and if you say, no, I want my design concept to be just exactly the way I've thought of, then you're unlikely to go very far because then you will create a boundary and people who have to actually manufacture and engineer it, they will not be able to help you out. So it is about that wonderful synergy, design and engineer. So I think you guys have coined it just right. My compliments to you. I think it's brilliant. And it's going to definitely work for you and your students. Thank you. Thank you, Ashwini, so much for that validation. It was amazing speaking with you. And I'm sure that our listeners are going to learn a lot from this conversation. Thank you so much again, Ashwini, for doing this with us. My pleasure and uh, great chatting with you, Rohit. And, uh, uh, And I'll be looking forward to the feedback from people and what they learn from this and uh, to add on to what they have to say. So thanks once again. Hello everyone, welcome to our new segment where we are hosting a startup design studio every month. And this month we are talking to Mohit Yadav, founder of Wolfcraft Strategy and Design Studio. Welcome back Mohit to the show. Hey Rohit, nice to be here. Super. So Mohit, as we were discussing on our last episode, on our conversation today, we would like to, we would like you to share some of the work that you've executed for your clients till date. Uh, Maybe you may not be able to name them, but could you get into snippets of few customers who came with you with, with, with certain set of problems and you actually with, with, with your team, your design expertise created uh, some amazing solutions for them. So can you take us through quick uh, about two to three case studies or even more? 
Sure, right. Uh, I'll uh, let me briefly touch upon uh, some interesting projects that we did, and uh, I believe our team has done some terrific work. And most importantly, the diversity of the work. You know, we designed uh, experiences and technology. Uh, you know, uh, driven products from the slums of Dharavi to the most cutting-edge technologies like machine learning and AI solutions in the Silicon Valley. Uh, designing for non-tech uh, savvy population in rural and tier two, tier three cities of India, and also you know highly tech savvy population in metro cities around the globe. Uh, so let me point out few projects, few interesting projects top of my mind. Uh, there's one uh, that we did uh, for one of the India's largest newspaper. Um, you know we we took decades old ad booking business online for them, and uh, the interesting piece was that you know we designed. Uh, for a very diverse persona, ranging from teenagers to senior citizens, posting advertisements in more than eighty categories and more than hundreds of you know edition uh, by editing, posting, and then tracking the newspaper ap- uh, advertisements on an app, uh, and all that in less than two minutes. So uh, that was an incredible year-long exercise that we did with that uh, company. This sounds really exciting. So. Um, I mean, booking in a newspaper ad was such a cumbersome and painful experience. And, and you just mentioned that you could do that in a couple of minutes. I think that was a very exciting thing. Yes, Rohit, it is. It is indeed a very painful process because you have to go through agents. And then, you know, for each agent, you have to keep following them up, whether your ad has been published, where it has been published. And sometimes there are errors. That is the worst nightmare to have. So digitizing it and, you know, having a digital transformation exercise around all this, it, it simplifies the process to a large extent. Wow, super. I'm I'm excited to hear about a few more projects, Mohit. Yes, right. Certainly. So the other one that comes to my mind is uh, an enterprise application. Let me take you to the other side of the uh, of the world. Uh, we did this for a company in San Francisco, where we designed an advanced machine learning deployment platform that helps large businesses like you know airlines, sports, or e-commerce uh, to make more data informed strategies. Um, the complex piece here was that it it was an immensely data heavy application with very complex user flows. Uh, and a vast landscape to cover within a browser, you know, extending uh, to complex charting, data visualizations, you know, having a domain learning of, of, of that particular business and a very, very robust information design. Now, that's what we did for that uh, that company. Wow, Mohit, that sounds interesting. Um, I, I and, and what I'm enjoying on our conversation right now is the diversity of domains that you're going out and serving. You spoke about media, you spoke about this data-driven one, uh, I've seen on on your portal about healthcare, so many exciting different domains that you are actually going out and uh, building solutions and contributing to. Would love to hear more. Uh, over to you. Yes, Rohit, indeed. I think uh, I think the niche that in which we are operating and focusing only on design that that helps us to cut across domains. Uh, and as you rightly pointed out, healthcare, uh, let me mention a very interesting case study there. Um, we helped a very large consumer company in India. Um, the project was to research and design a very differentiated technology offering, specifically for pregnant women in the Asia's largest slum, that is Dharavi in Mumbai. Um, that was one of our very successful uh, designs that got the attention of Stanford Innovation Magazine as well. Uh, this was to really help the women who live in the in those slums, pregnant women who love, uh, live in those slums, to you know to leverage on technology and then have a very uh, you know convenient journey through their pregnancy. 
Wow, this sounds really interesting, Mohit. Uh, I, I'm sure it must have been an amazing experience actually building this unique solution for, for a very unique problem uh, that, that I couldn't even anticipate. Yes, Rohit. I think uh, I think it was a great learning for us as well uh, because uh, you know usually we don't end up doing you know just multiple iterations of a single design. You, you really understand the mindset of Metro users, but when you interact with such a community and their limited knowledge of tech, you know it really made us think, and we had to iterate on our designs, and eventually we had to reach to a solution that really clicked with them. So it was a great learning for us as well, certainly. Wow, absolutely. This sounds really exciting, uh, Mohit. And I'm sure there's more for all of us to discover. Do visit uh, Foxcraft's website. Uh, Mohit, could you uh, share the website uh, for all our listeners here right now? Yes, Rohit. So uh, our website is www.wolfcraft.com. That's W-O-L-F-F-K-R-A-F-T.com. Superb. So I'd request all our listeners to definitely visit Mohit's website and check out more case studies there. We will continue our conversation with him next week. Thank you so much, Mohit, again for joining us on our show today. Thanks, Rohit. Nice to be here. Hey there. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed our show. Do write to us at mbs at we look forward to your opinions, feedbacks, and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show. You can also connect with us on our Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter handles to get regular updates regarding new episodes and speakers. Do tune in to our channel next Wednesday for a new story on your favorite audio streaming platforms.